and talking. Like, why would we bring this up when we're not no longer in Anguilla? Look, I never intentionally meant to bring it up. And by the way, if I'd known that that was something that would, like, upset Talking you. about my mom is clearly, I've never opened up about it. I talked about it, and I don't talk about it anymore. Like, okay. it's clearly not a I thing that, that. I was super offended. Okay. We talk in circles sometimes. I'm a publicist. Like, that's what we do. I just want you to be real. I, I am being to be real. honest. I am being honest. I've you never lied. I've literally never lied to you guys. You lie all the time. You just told me that Pavit was going to Vietnam next week. Now he's going to Vietnam when a ticket opens up. That's I, what you told okay, me. Okay, listen. He has to go when the f***ing tickets open up. Why? It doesn't matter. When I discussed it with okay, my husband. you're telling me you never lied, but I'm telling you. I didn't lie about that. That's what we discussed that day or that week. He said the tickets have to open up. He was you know, trying to convince me. Day, just, I don't care. I don't and care. I don't care either. I seriously am like so over this mean, mean girl sh and it is mean girl sh it's No one's draining. being a mean girl. Yes, you just are. Just so you make you no are. sense when you, you are. speak. You literally you are. You cannot answer a question and you speak I in don't circles. get a chance, Sai. The minute I try, this is what happens. She, your f***ing pet parrot. My pet parrot is talking, so she's not even involved. Exactly. Exactly well, what? Well, no, I'm saying this is what happens. It's like a f***ing, like... She's not... It's just me and you talking right now. She's talking to Uba. <laughs> you f***ing had me sitting there for 35 minutes and didn't even have the decency to call me. I, I don't even want to be at the lunch. I, I don't want to be at this so lunch. Why did you come? Time. Why did you come? Because I was being nice. Okay, It was well. a waste of my time. Okay, lunch. good. Good. I'm glad. I'm actually so over you. Yeah, well, like, I've been over you, too. Let's be done. I'm out. I am done. bitch. Diva. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. I'm wearing my t-shirt. Oh, yeah, cute. <laughs> so for Christmas, I got Nathan and I some pink T-shirts with our logo on it just for the fun. <laughs> like That's I so made cute. us merch. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so lum. But, you know, trying to be cute. And I'm wearing That'd it because be I don't really wear it out of the house because who the fuck do we think we are? <laughs> but she's, I mean, look, the print has not lasted. My print is all like crappy. Is yours crappy? No, mine's fine. Oh, maybe I wear it too often because it's like I wear it to bed. Like I find the print is already peely, but the actual T-shirt herself, she's soft. Beautiful quality. What am I doing? Am I like – because it's, it's like doing that peely thing and yours is fine. Like I'm, I must be doing something astringent in my laundry. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> so you're well? I'm well. We were just saying, what a week. Bravo is feeding us. I know. It's, there's so much Bravo. And new shows are coming. This is like tis the season to be to be jolly, right? Oh, so good. I mean, I know Halloween's first, but I am hanging to put up my Christmas tree because I do that bitch the week after Halloween. Oh yeah. I want to see that. I want to see that tree all year round. Quite frankly, yeah, put that shit up. I have a friend who literally puts it up the day after Halloween. I'll probably wait mm -hmm. a week. Well, okay, what's been happening in the world of the Bravo? I have a couple of sizzles. I was trying to jump on the page oh. six just then, but I didn't have the time. You saw that video link I sent you of Mia's now XG doing an interview with TMZ. <laughs> yeah. Where he admits that he gave her a hall pass. Well, he gave her all the hall pass because he's an old fart and, <laughs> and says she can sleep with who she wants as long as she's not Captain Obvious. Not only was she Captain Obvious, not only did she get caught, but now this new guy, she's calling him her soulmate. They're going to open businesses together. 
G is like, well, basically, I ha- don't have access to my money any longer. So she's just moved on to the next guy who apparently has money. Could have seen that coming. I know. Like, if you'd asked me if that would ever end up happening in their relationship, I'd say, does a fish have a watertight asshole? Because, like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's funny. Who said that? Oh, that was her who said it. Was this a frog? Have a watertight asshole. Frog, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, all this stuff starts getting leaked before the shows happen. I get it. But I'm really curious as to her perspective on this new love of her life. Like, I want to hear how she's selling it, you know? I'm curious. Yes, yes, me too. But, dude, he even said something like, I don't want to be with her, but if we ever did get back together, it'd be for the kids. As I like, dude, she don't want you back. Like, uh-uh. why are you doing interviews with TMZ, G? <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> I know. Like, no one's seeing you on the TMZ going, oh, we should hire G to do something. Like, obviously <laughs> he's fishing because he has, like, how does he live? Is he on a pension? <laughs> they have all those chiropractor businesses or something. Well, no, that they from. So now we're realizing they were his businesses with his family, his family. Oh, and they've now blocked him having access to those bank accounts because he was clearly spending oh, them no. on himself. <laughs> and so I'm like, how do you live? Like, are you on the welfare? Like, what's going on? Maybe. I want to. That's what I want to know from you, G. Not your thoughts on me cheating on you. <laughs> I don't know. What else? Oh, so an old video has surfaced of Teresa being pulled over by a traffic cop because... Oh, I watched that. I watched the whole thing waiting for it to get good, but it was just like kind of front of the mill. I know, but the millions of excuses that she's trying to say. So this cop's pulled her over (laughs) because she was drifting onto the wrong side of the road and was driving slowly. So first of all, she says, oh, I was trying to use the navigation system. And Mm -hmm. because the car is new, I don't get that. (laughs) And then when she gives him her licence because he asked for it, she's like, oh, I have a family business card too. So apparently it's some get-out-of-jail-free card that a police officer friend gave her that you can flash to other cops. Yeah, apparently you flash this particular card to other cops when they pull you over and then all of a sudden you get off scot-free, which he did give her a warning. But did you hear the excuse where she said, oh, my my dad recently passed away and he would always tell me not to drive like that? And I was like, sis, like, don't be saying that to the car. No, she said something like, my dad used to drive with only one hand on the top of the wheel. And it's like, okay, which excuse are we pulling, darling? Which excuse do you want to use? Just stick to one, one story. No, she's a hoot. I know. And now she's also apparently getting flack because her and her daughters did a collab with Sheen. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're, like, a bad fast fashion brand. Now, okay, yes, I agree, but also, like, who else is going to do a collab with her? It ain't going to be Dolce & Gabbana. Like, Mm. what are her options? (laughs) And the actual photo shoot with her and Sheen, it is very like poor person Kardashian. Yeah. She's coming for Envy's gig. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need to come for Teresa. She she can take care of that herself. Like, we're good, sweetheart. We're good. Oh, God, that's funny. Now, on other news, Jen Shah has recently spent her 50th birthday in the jail. Good. Suffer in there. Coach Shah must have been like on her Insta page or 
whatever. But he put out a video saying that he got 50 people in her life to write her a birthday message for her 50th. And then when she called him for her 10-minute phone call, she cried for six and a half minutes and she's doing well. Oh, God, well. we're getting timestamps. Look, I don't care. I think Salt Lake has been so good this season so far because we don't have Jen. Let's yeah. just remove her from our lives. I don't need Coach Shah giving us the updates. Like, what <laughs> updates can there be? She's in prison. Like, nothing's happening unless she's in a riot or she gets shanked. Like, <laughs> I'm not interested. Also, isn't she prison buddies with Elizabeth Holmes? Like, why can't you tell us about that? Oh, well, that is interesting, yeah. And, like, I wonder if Elizabeth Holmes, like, got her, like, a birthday present, you know, like a cup of noodles from the commissary or, you know, a scented mm. soap on a rope. Fill us in on that. Yeah. But I did think it was lovely that finally Coach Shire is paying her attention. So it only took her going to jail for him to do something nice for her. I mean, he didn't go to her dad's funeral, but he organised a birthday treat for her, finally. Wow, how things have changed. I know, how things have changed. So that's all the sizzles that I had up top, but okay. we'll, we'll see at the end if there's anything else interesting. I didn't think that the Jax Taylor and the fucking plane seat was, was that interesting, so I didn't bother writing it down. Well, let's get into Roni. We're almost at the end. It's the penultimate episode. When I saw it was like next week on the season finale, I was like, thank God. I don't disagree because I have said I haven't minded the last few episodes and I didn't even mind this episode. I thought it was a fair episode. It was was interesting-ish. But at the (laughs) same time, at the same time, I'm like, think about the season as a toto. Mm -hmm. Meh. They've got nothing to talk about at reunion. Well, we'll see. Let's, okay, for those people that love it, Nathan and I, what we're going to do, we're going to see how much we enjoy reunion because there might have been things we forgot. And so maybe we actually enjoyed it more than we think. I think the problem is the drama that's on the show isn't fun drama. It's Cy being a bitch. And Aaron being a bitch. And Aaron being a bitch and just them being really annoying and mean girl. And it's not the fun mean girl that, like, it's I like, funny. you know, light shade. They're not funny, man. They're not funny. Like, Uber's funny. They're not funny. That's what it is. Jessel's a little in her own head and so th- says things that I'm like, I'm like, like it's like shocking funny because she doesn't know where mm-hmm. she is half the time. I like that. I mean, yeah. who would have thought we liked Jessel? I know. And they're not even like so comically out of it like Elisa Barlow where it's so funny watching how out of reality she is they are. It's just it's just so funny. Jessel is a little bit like that, but not she's not I don't think she's out of reality. I just think she's in her own head and she misses shit and that makes her funny. Yeah. But yes, you're right. They're not Lisa Barlow. Where the fuck do you think you um are living? Funny. I agree. God, Lisa and was funny this I think episode. She was so funny. <laughs> the, I think the thing with Sai, which I hate the most, is she'll say she doesn't care to, like, shut down a conversation. She's like, I don't care, I don't care. But then she'll harp on minute details. Like, Jess will just, she'll be like, oh, you said the flight was booked and it's next week. And Jess was like, well, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, who gives a fuck? What's with that? I mean, when they did roll the tape, she said, like, in a couple of weeks. She was, she was doing, like, a, a reference to soon. Like yeah. They're really picking on her, grasping at straws just yeah. to pick on her. I it's can't crazy. wait for them to get annihilated at reunion. But I don't even think they'll see it because they're so bothered. Yeah. I don't know. This I did do it like a deep dive just reading all the negative comments about Sai. Oh, really? <laughs> and I think she has started turning off like 
she's limited comments on her Instagram now. So she must be a little bit aware of it. Oh my God, for a social media influencer, that's bad. And then I, I looked at her Instagram for the first time ever and I don't, she's not influencing shit. She's not influencing a goddamn thing. No. So she still only have like 300,000 followers? I mean, in my personal Instagram, I think I've got like the 23 followers. But again, I, I only post like pics of my dogs like once every six months. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm, um, I'm not an influencer. You know who was influencing me? I, I did jump onto Parvet's Instagram. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, let's see what all these first class trips are like. And mm. he just basically posts the first class flights he goes on. And it looks so good. Honey. I've never done first class anything. If someone paid for a first class flight for me to fly to Vietnam for a sandwich, I think I might be up for it. I mean, I've never, I've only been on a plane a handful of times. I don't enjoy it, but I'm flying coach. So this is like recliner seats, like tableware with like tablecloths and like a rose and a vase and like caviar and like Dom, Perry, no, Mary would be happy. Like, do you get to go have a shower? Because if I get to have that and a shower, well, then, okay, I'm up for it. Because that's yeah. basically going to a fancy schmancy hotel for the night. I'm down for that. Go pub it. Anyway, his Instagram was influencing me. I was like, I need to, I need to get on these First points. class slot. <laughs> I need well, to get a first class. I mean, we'll get to it, but 900 bucks instead of fucking 15,000 and he saves them to get first class flights for the family. I mean, he's still in a family service. He's a king. He's he a king. is. Anyway, but what I was also thinking, I went back to an article from when Ronan first started airing and it was an interview with Sai and Uber and Sai was like, people are gonna love it. The ratings are gonna go through the roof. <gasps> and she was just like talking up about how well she's going to be received. Wow. And I was like, oh honey, honey, you in danger girl. <laughs> like. That's not the future that's in line for you, sweetie pie. Oh, okay. And that was would have been after it was filmed. And I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, wow. Anyway, let's get into the proper episode. So okay. the start of it, it's just little catch-up scenes basically talking about the lunch with Jessel and Jenna, the late lunch. Yeah, the late lunch. Uh, <laughs> the late Jessel lunch. and Eric. Uh, what was it? Sai. Sai. Sai and Jessel, yeah. 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 Jenna's going to some sort of spa in Scotland, so she can't come to the couple's night at Swingers, which was the name of the restaurant, not the name of what – the activity was, which correct <laughs> took me out for a second because it's like a mini golf place, right? Yeah, yeah, mini really golf was. swingers. Ha ha, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, and then they okay. So we do see a little glimpse of Bryn's house. Did you notice that? Honestly, when I saw that, I was so excited for you. I know, but then it it was just a square inch of her bed. It was a bed <laughs> and a record player. So obviously she lives in a teeny tiny flat, which I don't care. Show me the teeny tiny flat. I want to see your kitchen. I want to yeah. see your bathroom. I yeah. want to see those things. Same. I think I was like, okay, you're trying to show us some good bits because you think it's crap. It's like, let me judge if it's crap. I don't want camera guy to judge <laughs> it if it's crap. Yeah, let us judge. Yeah, that's what we're we here for. <laughs> so... They all talk about how Jessel and Parvet have done the deed. Mm. And I thought it was interesting how, like, Jenna immediately was like, oh, great. Whereas Cy and Erin are, like, making fun of her vagina needing preheating, like an oven uh, or something like that. And you know they're bitching about it even more because their husbands are even instigating conversations about it. I'm like, back the fuck off, husbands. Like, we yeah. don't need to see you be catty about other women, particularly seeing as we're going into scenes with you catching up with Pavit. And I know that obviously production did that on purpose, but it's like, don't make Pavit look like a fool because he like, fuck off. This is not, uh -huh. this is not funny. 
I get it. It's an interesting thing to talk about, but it's making me very uncomfortable. Me too. At some point, if someone just says, oh, yeah, my husband and I did it, that's the end of the story. Like, yeah. you can ask, like, oh, was it fun? La, Yay! la, la. Like, you know. Like, celebrate like, her. Like, not. Why are we fact checking her bedroom life? Thank like, that's you. Crazy. Let's not fact check it. Every relationship goes through ups and downs like that. And it's never not a serious thing, I think. So they're making light of a serious thing. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, yeah, because the implication is that they're doomed. Correct. And they are hounding on this relationship. Like later at the swingers bar, that thing where they go around and say what you like about your partner. Oh, I didn't like that. Well, so Parvet pretty much said the same thing Abe did or whatever. He literally said the same thing. Then they spun it to him, like, not liking Jessel. And I was like, how did you hear that, you monsters? And saying that, oh, basically you like her because she lets you do whatever you want. That's not what he said. Ugh, crazy town. <sighs> anyway, so, yeah, everyone's just catching up about that stuff. They bring up the alcoholic uncle on the Miles flight to Vietnam, etc. We'll come back to that later. Uber meets with a chef about a collab. Did you have anything fun to say about that? I mean, it's a restaurant collab. The only thing that sort of I picked up on is, yes, while she was wearing a green jumper, she was wearing white. It's like, girl, don't be wearing white going into a professional kitchen. I was waiting (laughs) for that burger to go all over her white lap and no, it didn't. (laughs) And I did love her moment of silence for pretzel bread. I've never had pretzel bread. It looks good. But suffice it to say that there will be burgers and fries on the dinner rotation this week after seeing that because that made me hungry. I'm trying to be all health health because of the arthritis. I had to go make myself some popcorn. Oh, love. It was the homemade popcorn, so, you know, that is pretty health health. P.S., do you know how easy it is to make the popcorn from the scratch? I am never buying popcorn in a bag ever again. Is it just little corn kernels? Yes, corn kernels in some oil, and it's so fucking easy. Wow. This is what the popcorn lobby doesn't want you to know. I know. It is so fucking easy. Yes, there is a fry pan to clean afterwards, but I must admit, I just wiped her and then used her again for my dinner. I didn't even give her a wash wash. (laughs) You should be doing a collab with the burger shop. It is so easy. You know, it always comes with cheap-ass butter. I just, like, give it a little oil spritz with some salad. It's so good. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Did did you notice when Uber went to the swingers party, Mm. she, I think, was bringing some of the burgers. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're okay with this collab. Like, we're not going to hound her like we hound Jenna. Oh, did she bring? Oh, of course she brought leftovers. I think she brought leftovers with some hot sauce and she's like, this is my new collab. No one seemed to care about that. I apparently didn't seem to care either. I mean, I remember her having a bag, but I didn't... Yeah, I clocked the bag upon entry and I was just waiting for it to become an issue because, you know, cyanide and everything's an issue, but then it wasn't. Yeah, well, it's just an issue when Jenna does it. I know. So we have a scene with Cy and her aunt cook something and cry over an art book. Oh, that was good art. It was good art. I was looking at those pictures going, okay, can we buy this art? It was good. It was good. It was... uh, The book was nice. Hmm. It was done by Sai's husband, I believe. It was a Chrissy gift. My problem with Sai is I've run out of empathy for her. And so even in this scene, I was not interested. I mean, it is funny that she doesn't want to talk about her mum and this scene's about her mum. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. She doesn't want other people to bring it up. She wants to be able to bring it up. It's her story. I get that. Yeah, if this was episode two or three, I'd be more into it. But now because I hate her so much, I'm like, ugh. No, I didn't mind it. I like the fact okay. that it was something positive about her mum. I like that for her. 
because, mm-hmm. as I said, it wasn't just some, like, Crayola scribbles. <laughs> it looks good. Bitch yeah. could paint. Like, that was some seriously good art. I am not an art critic, but I like it very much. And, again, I liked that it was, a, for her, that it was a positive story about her mum. As much as I don't like Sai, it yeah. is her story. It is obviously an emotional story. And I don't disagree. Jess has got to stop bringing it up. But I also think that no one actually gave Jessel that understanding of please right. don't bring this up. It's a big, heavy subject. And the way that Cy brought it up with her later was fucking rude. And yeah. she's not going to learn anything when you're basically going, I'm offended. Well, tell her, <sighs> you hurt my feelings, not yeah. I'm offended. Yeah. Did you notice also Cy was like, oh, in my family we're all artists, we're all creative in some way, and she shows off her mum's great art. And I'm like, what's Cy? What does what she She just takes photos of products like that she uses? Is that her art? I mean, with all the filters that come with your iPhone. <laughs> just like you, I'm waiting. Because she's doing all these creative adjacent things, but it's always the other person in the scene that's creative. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was fun. Um, Good for you. I love that you pointed that out. I want, I want to do another 10 minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get a little scene of Jenna shopping for glasses with some teenage boy. Uh, oh, I've no. got no thoughts I on that. I literally wrote Jenna's shopping with her dog uh, and her son. Son, yeah. I'm just jealous because that kid got a pair of $650 sunnies for doing nothing. It didn't even bat an eyelid. This Jenna is rich because she turns around to the sales assistant or sales associate, whatever we're fucking calling him, the shop boy, and (laughs) she says, I don't want to see the bill. Uh, He puts it on her credit card and she says, I don't want to see it. I fucking love that. Well, I want a mum like that. Why can't Jenna be my fucking mum? I'd appreciate the shopping. Seriously, could you imagine being Uh, taken into the sunglass hut and being told, like, you can just grab whatever and mummy doesn't want to see the bill? I'd be walking out like Angie K with eight different pairs of ridiculous sunnies. Fucking oath. Yeah. So jelly. We finally get to the swingers party couples night putt-putt golf event. Sai ate already, which I think we're all thankful for. Except Jenna's not. She was like, I'm a little, aff-. she's, no, sorry. Oh, Aaron, uh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron in confessional goes, I'm a little offended by that. W- like, what do you want? We, we can't do this again. We can't. Like, like just let the Aaron, bitch eat. Shut the hell up. Be happy about it. I know. I know. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. hundred like, percent. Let her eat and shut up about it. Although she did bring it up. So it's like, why are you bringing it up again? Oh, this Sai and Aaron. Honestly. Like they're supposed to be friends. Mm-hmm. Like no one else mm-hmm. loves you people. So just be nice to each other. Exactly. And so before Jessel and Parvid arrive, they talk about their sex life and then their own sex lives. Apparently Abe's horny all the time, which is something I don't think I needed to know. I don't really need to know. I don't need to think about Abe having sex. He ain't that pretty. I yeah. hope he's rich. Then again, we all know that Aaron's parents bought them their flat, so I don't know what's going on there, but I don't care. I don't care either. So Jessel and Parvet do arrive. One thing I thought was funny was Jessel's confessional where she said, maybe Cy doesn't like me because I dress better than her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's true, but, you know, whatever. It is funny. So they talk about the Vietnam stuff. Mm. And Cy is insinuating, like, right to their faces that he has, like, a secret family in Vietnam and in confessional she's pretty much saying, yeah, he's going to Vietnam to bang people. Like, where does she get off? He's going for a day. Once he has his sandwich, how much time do we think he has? I know, but don't you think it's a bit, like, it's a bit old school thinking, like, anti-Asian to be like, oh, if you're going to an Asian country, you must be having sex with a local. Yeah. And having a secret family. It just seems like, why is that where your mind goes to first? I just think that 
it is fucking rude to say that to their face. I know. Like, where do you get off expect – like, what kind of positive reaction do you expect when you're going to say in front of them and everyone else's partners, you're obviously going there to cheat? It's crazy. What do you expect? What reaction do you expect? I'd be like, can you go fuck yourself? I know. Well, that's what Angie K would do. Well, yes. And has done. Yes. But, yeah, they're just, like, copping it on the chin for some reason and, like, Parvet's laughing it off. They're playing golf and, yeah, they're making fun of him and it's like, what do you do? At the end of the day, we have said many times, if you laugh it off, it doesn't become a story. So I think that's what they're doing. They're doing the whole, like, I'm not giving that any airtime because they're breathing enough life into it. Totally. So the boys go and play golf. The girls then talk about the late lunch. And now Sai's spinning it into a thing. It's like she didn't want to be there. She was like, it should have been a phone call. And I'm thinking, bitch, we're filming a show here. Like, I don't need to watch FaceTimes all the time. Go to lunch. That's what the show is. Yeah, go to lunch. It's lunches talking about other lunches and planning lunches. This is the show. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't get on board with her if she's not going to get on board with the whole premise of the show, which is Real Housewives having lunch. Oh, my God. When you just first said go to lunch, in my head it was like when Bethany said go to sleep. Go to lunch. Go, go to, to lunch. lunch. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even want the conversation. It's like that's what you're being paid to do, you big dum-dum. It's true. I, I know. Can't. You're being paid to go to lunch. Stop fucking complaining. Right, and you were 20 minutes late. Let us not forget. Yes. We don't need to relitigate that, but like. Ugh. I know, it's true. So, okay, question. Now I'm confused there. You know how Jessel was 41 minutes late and mm-hmm. Sia was 20 minutes late. So does that mean that Jessel was only 21 minutes late for her? Yeah. Which is why she said I was 15 minutes late because we all ran yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all do that. Let's not forget. So, yes, as much as 41 minutes late is fucked up, she was 21 minutes late for her, which that still does warrant a text message or phone call, but I bet you any money production told her not to. Yeah, they were holding her out on the street, waking her up. Like, Probably. Having a chat to her, you know. Isn't that what happened in OC? No, not OC, in Beverly Hills when uh, Teddy... Uh, who was it? Um, Teddy. Who was it? Miss fucking Buka de Beppo was late for Teddy. Dorit. And Dorit was <laughs> yeah. trying to insinuate that she wasn't that late and we were all getting the impression that that was her call time. Yeah. 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 And I think also I watched a, like a, I don't know, an Instagram live or some bullshit that someone mm. recorded of one of the Dallas housewives. I can't remember her name, but I think it was the one with the gay husband. Anyway, she was saying <laughs> that often these lunches have to happen at around 11 a.m., why? Because that's when the restaurant wants you there. Because oh, they don't because they don't want a... you there at lunchtime. Because they're busy. They're yes. a business. Yeah. So that would be why that, that lunch was early. We are talking about this late lunch, like collectively as a whole, like the whole of the world, we're giving this too much attention, more than it deserves. It's like the fucking cheese all over again. No, seriously. So, okay, this the swingers party. Uber arrives in the middle of them fighting. <laughs> That's awkward. Sai's calling Jessel a liar. Jessel calls her a mean girl. I think that's as nice as you can be when someone calls you a liar. Because if someone called me a liar, I would be saying more than they're a mean girl. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd be pissed. Yeah, and then Sai's calling Jessel a fucking bitch. and, And then she walks off. And Jessel's calling her a diva. Again, I feel like Jessel's clapbacks are very English polite. Like totally. the worst thing yeah. you can do is call someone a mean girl and a diva when they've called you a liar and a bitch. I think Jess yeah. is doing well. She's doing well. And like here's where Sai keeps bringing up the Vietnam oh. and the, the date of the flight and like 
Relax. So Cy storms off and goes over to the husbands. Then they all come back to the couch. What spun me out is that Cy, Rando, starts telling Jessel off again. I don't know yeah. about you, but if I did that in front of my partner, if I started going off on someone in front of my partner who was just having a lovely time with the boys playing mini golf, uh-huh. he would tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's a bad look. He would literally be like, you're making everyone uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And he just fucking sits back. It's like, no wonder your wife wouldn't let you go on a trip on your own to Vietnam. You can't even, like, tell her not to make a fucking event uncomfortable. That's the thing. Parvet and Jessel's relationship is coming across so stable. Agreed. They are the ones that actually like each other and they're friends. Yeah. And I would be shocked if we were hearing divorce rumours from them right now. But otherwise, Abe and the other one, like, I, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. Like, if my partner did that, if I was with the girls and came back and he starts yelling at someone, rehashing a conversation that already happened that, that I didn't have to be part of, I'd be like, what are you doing, dude? Like, mm-hmm. save it for another fucking time. You want to fight with your friends? But you made me come out. Your job is to make it nice for me. Make it nice. Well, it's yeah. true though, right? Your partner yeah. invites you somewhere with them and their friends. Their job is to make it nice for you. Otherwise, uh-huh. why the fuck am I here? No, nah, I would have had the shits. Yeah. Sozzle. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, oof, that's basically the the bulk of the swingers party. Uber seems to have a new little uh, like friend with benefits dating person type. She's and, seeing someone. Yeah, she's not sharing it just yet, but good for her. Which is fine. Oh, we didn't really talk about the husbands and their going on about what they love about their partners. Personally, Sai's husband was drunk and he likes to <laughs> fucking talk. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Abe's was soppy and boring. Pavitt basically said the same thing as Abe. But got destroyed for it. Yeah. I th- yeah, Sai's husband, didn't he say like, oh, I love that she's honest. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, like, good for <laughs> you. Can- I was like, is that the best quality she's got? Like, ugh. The best part of this whole scene was Uber's confessional look with the Versace-esque bodice and the double belts and the massive gold hoops and then she had like pigtail plaits. She looked fire. She looked so beautiful and it was just everything about that confessional outfit. She looked perfection. Like there was Uh nothing out of place. If you didn't pick up on it, next time you see it, just hit the pause. (laughs) She is just the most beautiful thing to look at. And I know that she obviously prefers her Uber hot brand to modelling. I get that. But I've got to say, like, fucking hell, she's stunning. She's Uber hot. She is Uber hot. Thank you very much. So, okay, after that swingers party, Mm. Bryn and Jenna meet up at Jessel's. Um, and I actually, actually quite liked this scene Me because too. Parvet was just like circling around them with the half a glass of champagne and then he joined them for a little bit. Oh, he wanted to talk about it. Like I think even Jessel said something like, oh, we've been talking about this enough or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I want to keep talking about it. <laughs> he wanted to bitch. He obviously, when he was at the mini golf, he was a good partner and didn't say the things he thought for the for the same reasons that I just said. Yes, yes, and you're right. he's like, now I need to fucking get this shit off my chest. Look, I'm team Parvet this episode. Me too. And he does call her bipolar and they're like, you should retract that. And he's like, okay, I retract that. So it's not even that like cutting or savage. I love how they were like, retract it because it's going to become a thing. Yeah, yeah. I get Uh, it. You don't want to label someone with a mental health issue. But Uh I get it. When we're just gabbing with our mates, like as if I haven't said that about someone. Of course I have. We all have. Uh, But I disagree that she's bipolar because I... 
get that she's a bitch sometimes, but mm. then she's never like not a bitch. So it's like there's no big mood swing when she's just always horrible. <laughs> That's true. So I don't know. She accused him of cheating on his wife by going to Vietnam to his face. If he wants to call her bipolar, yeah. we need to give him some grace. And then they're sort of making up fake receipts to justify that with like Aaron telling Bryn that Parvet's not wearing his ring and everything. So it's like, you're obviously picking multiple things, trying to come up with a narrative. And the whole, he doesn't wear his wedding ring now. Like we're still going on about it. And we're still, like you said, trying to find these receipts. It's like, okay, the first one you were confused about the Vietnam. I get it. Now you're saying the no wedding ring, like you need to call it because you're taking this to a serious place. And if we want receipts, Erin's the one that's had a vow renewal. So, okay, they're going to be divorced soon. And also <laughs> Abe straight up said, if we didn't have sex for a year and a half, I'd sleep with other people. Like those are the receipts, sweets. Yeah, not wrong. And we, look, we know they're jokes, but again, they're more of a receipt than what you got. And again, why are you coming for someone's marriage? Like get a uh, life. Get alive. And if you hate her, then fine. Hate her and tell us why you hate her. Don't come for her marriage. Yeah. And so at the end, Bryn says to Jessel that she basically just needs to stand up to Sai and then Sai will have respect for her. Do you think that's the case? No. No, mm. I don't. I think it'll just instigate more fights. That's what I thought too. I mean, would I like to see it? Yes. But I think that Jessel has to, like, she's she's a bit of a, like, a studier and a planner. Oh, yeah. We already know she's got her notebook. She needs to regroup, take some time, write herself some dot points, and yeah. then come for her. I don't think <laughs> yeah. she's good in a moment. I think she needs to plan first. Yeah. So agree. hopefully a reunion she'll bring it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And so next episode is the season finale. There's some sort of mask party. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Cy and Bryn are fighting about something. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And then I'm also excited for it to be over. Okay. Speaking of the mask party, Bryn in that last scene is telling Jessel and Jenna about the mask party. But she says she's throwing a creative black tie slash get weird <laughs> slash Venetian mask party. I... I <laughs> Just call it a masquerade and be done with Pick it. Pick a theme, lovey. Pick a theme. <laughs> Pick a fucking theme. <laughs> oh, but brother. we do see right at the end of the next time, next time for this party, there is a huge fight, as you just said, about mentioning Uber's Connecticut man. And they're all freaking out because Bryn says it on camera and she's like, Cy, you said it first. And Cy goes off and screams it's not on fucking camera. So I'm Trey curious about this fight. Mm. I want to know what the big deal is. Why can't we say that Uber's seeing a man in Connecticut? Like that doesn't pinpoint who it is. I'm assuming there's well, more uh, than yeah. one person in the Connecticut. What's the big <laughs> deal? No, I think the deal is Uber would have said, don't say it. Yeah, but so what? Like, oh, whoops. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know what these people fight over? They fight over dumb shit. Oh, no, they fight over cheese, for God's sake. Leave the right? cheese alone. Let the cheese be. Yeah, let the cheese be. Okay, let's let's just whip around Salt Lake City. With all the rumours and nastiness. The rumours about her husband. Treat. I mean, I could listen to that line. You want to talk about her husband? Why are we so fascinated by that line? It's so much fun to it's say. So, good. so they're still at this like après ski event. Excuse me, which... après no ski. Après no ski. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I did love that this episode, I think, is called Après Rumour. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Après no ski party. Oh, no, you're right. It is Après Rumour. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote, I pray no skate party. I'm serious. That was just dumb. your little joke. It was great. Oh, sozzle. I pray rumour. I do like that. That was a good title. You're right. It was so funny watching Angie and Meredith, like, well, Angie confront Meredith. Yes. Everyone's spinning around. And meanwhile, Mary's just there complaining about the food. Oh, my God. <laughs> when she, okay, I need someone to, to help me understand this Mary and her her sitch with food. And I'm trying to piece together a way that it makes sense. So when she keeps saying where's the food and there's tables and tables and tables of food, (laughs) does she mean where is the sit-down white tie? Does Mm -hmm. she mean where? when are we going to sit at a table where someone serves me a plate? Is that what she means? I don't understand what she means because there's food everywhere. She's crazy. I need to understand the logic. Donde esta the logic? Did you see Watch What Happens Live where Z-Way no, gave her a fillet of fish? I didn't. What? Tell me, tell me. So Z-Way's like, oh, Mary, I've got something for you. And yeah. she pulls out of her like little clutch or something a fillet of fish from Macca's. Oh, my God. And Mary's face yeah. is like you just showed her a pile of dog shit. She acts so repulsed. But she ate it. a fillet of fish. Exactly. And she starts to say like, oh, that was a one-time thing, which no, it no. wasn't. Like clearly she was feeling embarrassed. You only ever see her enjoy takeout. It's the only time she doesn't complain about the food. And, and then Z-Way goes, well, actually, you you love this food. You said you love it. And she's like, yeah, but it's got to be fresh. I don't want it from a handbag, which, you know, fair enough. I <laughs> um, love Z-Way. She is so funny. Yeah. And this Mary as well, like she is so rude to oh. the people. When she asked for the oh. flatbread and he, she asked for the box and he was like, I didn't want to touch it with my hands. And she was like, well, you're a, like, you're lazy. She calls she's like, a nightmare. She's a cunt. That's what she is. She's the salt like Ramona. Oh, she's worse because yeah. she has a cult. Like people pay her to be a bitch, not just on the show. Like in the real life, she's but I'm laughing horrible. And laughing at her, she's, she's a so funny. Boiled brat. Look, she's funny TV, but I would never want to be around her, ever. <laughs> oh, no. Ever. She does this thing like she's she's very intimidating. When I see it, she does come across very intimidating because it's almost like, well, not almost, she expresses her opinions like they're facts very well, and for mm-hmm. a second, you're convinced it's a fact. So, nah, I I would be intimidated by that. I would love to say I'd just be like, go fuck yourself. No, no, I too would find it intimidating, the way that she just completely believes everything she says. I guess that's why she makes a good cult leader. I guess. Yeah. And so they're talking about the gay rumours, the rumours. And I do think it's interesting how, was it Whitney who was like, I've never heard this rumour before, whereas everyone else is like, we've all heard it before. Crap. I don't believe you, Whitney. Whitney's just trying to stay at arm's length so she doesn't get in trouble. Uh, I think Whitney, her deck of cards is going to crumble soon because she's not. She's doing a worse job than usual trying to keep all her lies straight and keep things on top of each other. She's the one that said it to Monica and then told True, Monica, totally. you're Angie's friend, you should be the one to tell her. Mm-hmm. Do I think that Meredith's got a hand to play in it? Sure, but... If everyone knew, and Monica even says in the confessional at one point later on down the line, everyone knew everyone was talking about it. Exactly. So it's like, then why? how is that Meredith's fault for saying to Whitney, I know stuff about her? Oh, maybe it is because she did it last season with the whole Lisa stuff. So it's almost like, 
say it or don't say it, stop threatening me with it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I just think Whitney's equal to blame. Oh, totally, totally. And I think I have some other problems with Whitney oh. that I want to bring up later. Please. Okay. Um, I, I'm turning against her. Oh. And I'm swinging back around on Heather. She made me laugh so hard when she said, like, it's Utah. Uh, like we go to a family reunion, they think they're gay if he's wearing a cardigan. Like, I know, I loved that. She's back to being fun, Heather. I love that she's cut Jen out now via prison. Yes, but, I yeah. agree. She's not in the mix. She's on the periphery and she's given us the good one line. That's where she needs to be. Yeah, it's true. She's a star from the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other little thoughts about that event, Apre Ski, No Ski? Oh, I did kind of love how Angie is all... I don't know. I did find it funny. She was like, you're spreading rumours and spreading your legs. I did think that was kind of funny. <laughs> and I do crack up every time I see the lower third about Mary where it says Meredith's friend. I don't know why, but that makes me laugh. And I was laughing when Meredith was just talking to that other, like, extra, like her other friend. Yeah. <laughs> she was just extra. unloading on this other woman who just looks like a fish out of water. It's I was true. like, where did you come from, though? Yeah, you poor bitch. <laughs> With a camera in your face and you're like, I'm here for a crepe. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, so we have a little scene with, with gay Sean and he cries. Oh, stop calling. No, um, don't do that. Leave him alone. I don't think there's a problem that he's gay. He's even said it's not the gay thing that's the problem, it's the adultery thing. I thought that was really sweet. I think he's just concerned about, I suppose, like most partners going, you being on this show is scrutiny for our family. Mm-hmm. You don't? Yeah. God, you gaze hard on each other. I think at the roundup. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> more power to him. Leave him alone. Uh, I don't think he's done anything on the show yet that involves him enough that deserves him to be picked on. That is true. He's not like Aaron and Sai's husbands who, quite frankly, they can get picked on now because they're getting in with the bullshit. Sure. So, yeah. no. Yes, yes. And it, the the gay rumours are stupid. They are like, stupid. I'm just saying he's gay for fun. but like I know. It's not cute. It's not funny. It takes us all back to like 90s schoolyard jokes. It and does. it's like, we need to get past the whole worst thing you can call someone is that they're gay. Like, let's let's relax. I'd rather talk about Lisa and her culty kid. Let's get into it. So Lisa takes Fudge College Kid <laughs> to get a pedicure and they talk about his mission. I don't know if which, I'd be taking oof. him for a petty. I mean, on the mission, you're going to live like a pauper. you got to get used to no petties. Does he realise this, do you think? He has no fucking idea what's going to happen. Remember he said fudge college and so yeah. this is what he's doing instead of college. He's not doing it because he feels called to do it. He's doing it so that he doesn't have to get a job. And it's like a gap year. Yeah, yeah he's an idiot. But Lisa must be an idiot too because she's like, it's better than meth or teenage pregnancies. And I'm like, I don't know, is it? I don't know, is it? I don't know. I guess, but I don't know. Basically they said you're not allowed to take a year off and do nothing. You have to do something. Yeah. He's used to mummy paying for his petties. He doesn't want to go work at Macca's and sell Mary filet of fishes. <laughs> so he's got to do something. He's literally going to go door knocking. Ugh. And what about how Lisa was like, oh, I must have done something good as a mum because you've made this decision and he just shoots it down and he's like, well, actually it was my decision. You had nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. And again, <laughs> it's because, well, I just gave you the reasons why he's doing it. Yeah, get away. It's a dumb move, man. But also I was dying laughing <laughs> <laughs> when Lisa said, no, I have not read the Book of Mormon, but based <laughs> on the things I'm hearing about it, I want to read it. I am an avid reader. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Oh my god! And he's like, "Yeah, they should make a movie out of it. It's got some good stuff in it." I'm like, "Is this, are these for real?" I don't get it. I'm yeah. It's wild. It, so okay, they have never been to the temple because obviously they're not allowed. Did she describe the temple as the pretty ones with the statues on it? Yes. <laughs> of course, she they're not allowed. Me. They're not welcome in the temple because they sell booze. No, it's because she drinks too much Diet Coke. <laughs> and they don't even wear garments. Like, she says we're not orthodox. Now, I've never heard, maybe in the Mormon, I shudder to say faith, but whatever, maybe in the Mormon faith there is a difference. I've obviously heard of orthodox and not orthodox in other religions, so I suppose that's a fair description. I didn't know that was a choice with Mormonism. I didn't know you could do Mormon light. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But maybe she thinks just because they take her money that the Mormons respect her and consider her Mormon. I doubt they do. Again, it's not a religion. It's a cult. Well, I mean, you can say that as like the umbrella term, but I'm sure there are Mormons who are devout in their faith and don't realise that it's a cult. Like that's the thing. Like for them it's just a religion. Yes, I understand that. But I think that that's what differentiates it because as far as the Mormons are concerned, you are either – all in or you're all out. Mm. Like, I don't think Mormons accept Mormon light. Yeah, it's so interesting. And, like, so this scene with Heather and Whitney at the ski slopes or whatever at the end. Yes. This is where I was like, yeah, Whitney, you're not making sense. If you're writing this letter and are so against the church, et cetera, et cetera, but now you're so supportive of the mission, it, it's like are you just sacrificing your beliefs so you've got an ally on the show? Yes, she is. Being on the That's show gross. is more is the most important thing to her. Remember, her husband has just gotten a job. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care how much she's like, I run two businesses, whatever. The money you make on the show is what's paying your bills right now. Uh-huh. I'm so over them going, yeah, my business is going well. Is it well enough to feed your family? No. no. So it's not going well. Sorry. That's what going well is. The show is paying for her family right now. She said yeah. her husband couldn't work for a year because he had a non-compete. Yeah, I don't know about that. So he couldn't work in his chosen field. I get it. But surely yeah. he can go pack shells at the Safeway. He could do anything, yeah. He could go and like operate a lift at the ski slope. Like you can earn a living. You just can't earn a living in your field. Yeah. Well, you know, Whitney's dumb as bricks and I don't know if he explained that to her. I think he was like, babe, I can't work. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I get that it would be... It would bruise your ego that you can't go and earn what you earned before, but surely you'd rather just work. Yeah. Maybe they've got savings, but I thought they spent all their savings on the Wild Rose. But this this Whitney, she will critique certain people to the nth degree. Yeah. But she's letting this slide, which is just really weird. She kept saying, I don't care. It's like, well, do you not care about your friend's kid? Yeah. I finished listening to Heather's book. and. Oh, yeah. She was, like, very good at converting strangers, very good. She says, I can imagine, She yeah. was very good at it. And she was saying that, like, one of the people that she converted, there was a lady who had a severely disabled child and they would go and help her with him, like, mm-hmm. at acts of service. And they would do this ritual thing with like a wet towel and a hot towel on his body because this woman thought that they could basically shock him into like quote unquote normalcy. So obviously fucked oh, up. Yeah. She was a, you know, a teenager or early 20s or whatever and so it wasn't her decision to do it. It was this lady's. But she's like these people needed real help. 
and the church were convincing these vulnerable people that they could help them Mm -hmm. when they needed actual like medical social help. And so Heather, when she says like, I feel guilty, those who have read the book or heard the book have a little bit of insight as to like what she has to feel guilty about. So Mm -hmm. to me, Heather was so real in this scene. It's like, there is only one reason why Lisa doesn't want to talk to Heather about it because she knows Heather's right. Exactly. Yeah. And in Heather's position, like it is a difficult one. Like, cause like I imagine there'd be part of you being like, you don't want to tell a kid what to do. The kid's got to find their own journey, but like, at the sake of other people that the kid will then go and convert. As a parent? No, no. You step in and go, you're not doing that. Sorry. You've told him that he can't just sit at home and do nothing. He's either got to go to college or get a job. So you've already put your foot down. Yeah. Why all of a sudden can't you put your foot down and go, you're not doing that. Sorry. She's got a million businesses. You're coming to work for me. Because it makes her look like a bad Mormon. And apparently she's a Mormon now. I don't (laughs) know. She's never read the Book of Mormon, but she hears it's great. This is what I'm saying. You're not a Mormon. You live in Utah and it's good for your businesses to say you're a Mormon. Sorry. And that's my opinion. It's fascinating stuff. Why isn't your kid working for one of your many businesses? He's got this fresh wolf thing. Why isn't he making that? Like, why? There's something not right here. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, It really doesn't. I agree. Heather should. She's the only one that's been on a mission. Why aren't you asking her what it's like? They should have a sit down at least. Yeah. At least. But I I could also imagine whoever is signing this kid up for the mission, right, Is has said to him, like, don't go talk to the SPs or whatever. Don't go talk to the ex-Mormons about yes, it. Yes, exactly. The suppressive person. Yes, I love you for that. That's what it would be like. And when he said he made this decision all on his own, I immediately thought, no, you didn't. No. Who in your life is around you right now? Like, who is at school who are you interacting with it on baseball team or whatever yeah. that is convincing you to do this because it's not you. I just think it's a bad fucking idea. Like I said, she's already put boundaries for her kid on what he can and can't do. Why does she think she can't tell him he's not going on mission? And also I bet he thinks he is going to go somewhere fun like Paris, but as I know from the Book of Mormon musical, you can get sent to Uganda. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know, mate. Oh, boring. <laughs> Heather did go to the south of France. I know. She, it looks like she had a great time well, <laughs> apart from all of the mission stuff. Anyway, so what else happened in this episode? So there was the thing with Meredith and the accident, which I do think we need to talk about. Yeah, okay. So, okay. I feel like it's such old news because we all saw it on the TMZ, but anyway. But the editors choose to do it in a recreation and the boopy boop de boop music while she's tearful. I loved it. It was like an episode of To Catch a Killer, To Catch a Predator or, you know what I mean? It was so yeah. extra dramatic. I it. Loved was so it. cheesy. And then they put in the lower third or whatever, they put Meredith's accident and they put accident in quote marks. <laughs> Because it wasn't an accident. There's nothing. She was fine. It was a swerve on some ice. Yes, it was near a cliff and it would have been terrifying. I get it. I'm not saying I'm criticising her reaction, but an accident implies someone was physically hurt, right? Or at yes. least a vehicle was physically hurt. Nothing was physically hurt. It got wet. I've seen Meredith on Twitter since this episode is like, why are they making fun of my accident? <laughs> like she's really doubling down on <laughs> on it's serious. To see the edge of a cliff, I'm sure it was terrifying. Uh-huh. But then my problem is like two days later, here's Brooks driving wearing those goggles, which surely could not be giving him great vision. That's true. Why are you driving with your vision impaired with those dumbass goggles, Brooks, when you've just had an accident apparently? I don't know. But this Brooks in this scene, 
I've decided I think that there was like a big business movie swap over because I think that Brooks is actually Lisa's kid with the way that he talks, <laughs> the way that he talks, that one monosyllabic, uh-huh. oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like has his whole face been Botoxed? And I'm not saying it looks yeah. it because he's a very pretty, pretty person, but the monosyllabic tone with which that kid speaks is so Lisa Barlow it's not funny. Yeah. But my favourite thing of the whole fucking episode, I laughed so hard, but it wasn't laughing at, I hope I was laughing with because it gave such joy, was watching Brooks run in those snowshoes. Hilarious. Did you see him? Yeah. Oh, my God, I love you, Brooks. My spirits were lifted so high watching him try to run. Oh, hashtag bless. I feel sorry for this kid because he what lives in New York when his mum's not filming and he has the time of his life and mm. then he has to go to Utah and snow boot with his mother on, on like for a scene. What's snow booting? What is that? Is it just walking around? Snowshoeing. Shoe snowing. Snowshoeing. Okay, so we're going to go to this snowshoeing thing, but we don't actually see it. What is it? Yeah. I think it's just walking around. Walking around? Is that all we're doing? I think so. Walking in the snow? With little snowshoes. Okay. And? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm Trey confused, but uh, did you laugh? Am I a horrible person? Oh, no, I laughed. I I laughed so hard, but it just, it made me happy is what I'm saying. So it sparked a lot of joy for me. Yeah, same. Uh, And so the only other real scene that we haven't talked about is this new girl and her mum and her nana and they, I don't know, play bingo or some shit. I fucking love her grandma. Oh, do you? I'm sorry. Nana reminds me of my partner's mum. Oh, okay. My partner's mum's in her 80s and she actually has dementia now. But so, look, she's really um, so super, super sweet. Like, she's so lovely in her reactions, but it's just funny that whole scrunched face like a kid of, do you you love this, don't you? And it's this scrunched face of, like, no, that whole unimpressed. <laughs> uh, you, you know me, walks on TV. I relate yeah, yeah. to that woman in terms of people I know in my life are her. I love it. But Monica's uh-huh. actual mum. Oh, boy. I can hear Nana say, Monica, not dirty here. I could hear her do that all day. But this mum of hers, Monica has to walk away. Oh, yeah. When she said, I'm your mother, I'm not your equal, even though Monica is yeah. the grown-up in the relationship. It's wild. The f- Walk away. The fact that, what, so they hung up on the phone, but the phone call didn't get ended and her mum was just like ragging on her. I'm sorry. Like, she called on. her a bitch. She said, I hate your oh, effing guts. Geez. I hate your effing guts. Yikes. I know her mum didn't necessarily mean the actual words, but that's the problem. It's this reversal of Monica's the mum and the mum mm-hmm. is the child. Right. It's f- so fucking unhealthy. Yeah. And now her mum's trying to get her to raise her kid's Mormon. Uh, I'm just, your mum's like hasn't figured her shit out. So let her go and figure her shit out. Over. It's unhealthy. I get it. Monica's got a million kids, like four kids. Is it four? Yeah. I don't know. She's got four kids. Oh, that scene in the car with that kid was funny. Fuck, that was funny when the kid accidentally said the B word, but <laughs> he meant to say boner. <sighs> and then the really little kid went, said something like, yeah, boner is a really bad word. Oh, God, that <laughs> made me laugh. That was a funny little cute scene. I thought that was funny. That's yeah, all right. Oh, it was, a, it was a bit of light after it the was... heaviness, and I liked that. Yeah. Shall we move on to Below Deck Med? Let's. So this this Natalia and Toomey situation. Uh-oh. It's 
obviously gotten off on the wrong foot. Obviously. Do you think it's Kyle's fault that Kyle's playing both sides too much and he's been telling people and warning people and that's how this has all come about? I literally wrote the same question for you in my notes. Is this Kyle's fault? I think it is. Kyle's the kind of person, like if someone said to him, this person's complained about you, he wouldn't release that dagger straight away. Mm -hmm. And so he has to remember that not everyone deals with things the way that he deals with things. He had to have known that Natalia would have taken that and ran with it. And he didn't think of how that was going to affect him later. So I reckon he's going to regret saying anything to Natalia. I mean, we all know in the real life they hate each other now. So Even when the when they saw each other on that boat and they were jumping on top of each other, I mm. was like, this doesn't feel authentic. They do have a love-hate. I just think it's going to go to a hate-hate. And I think they love each other from afar. Because remember yeah. last season they did have fun times together. Like they joke around together. Yeah. I don't I think he's been in quarantine or whatever, talking to Toomey, just saying Natalia's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. And that's why Toomey came in hot. Because she would, was already warned. I agree. And then that, that just made everything implode. This is like an untenable situation. Like I'm surprised Captain Sandy hasn't stepped in yet. Like there are some people that you stick up for yourself too. I don't think that's the way to approach Natalia straight away. The only person that can approach Natalia like that is the captain. And I think we're at the stage where Toomey needs to go to the captain and say, she needs to go. Because Natalia, as soon as she just has what, and it wasn't even that bad of an interaction between Toomey at the start, really. It wasn't great, but it's the kind of thing that you'd just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I wouldn't be getting aggro about it. But she goes around to every single person and says, she's a bitch, she's a bitch, she's a bitch, she's going to be a problem. We don't want to share tips with her, she's going to be a problem. we got to get rid of her. She's got to go. It's like, uh... How do you get all that from one interaction? Like, Natalia gives <sighs> people zero chances. And she's turned the chef against Toomey. So, like, that situation could have been avoided, I feel. Totally. It's wild. Natalia does not work well with others. She needs to go. She does need to go. And it's like, sorry, you're the third. Yeah. You're out. Does she think she's going to get Chief back if she gets everyone against Toomey? Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, unfortunately, that ship would be a lot smoother if Natalia wasn't there. She's got to get out of here. Did you miss Kyle? Are you glad to have him back? Kyle? Oh, no, I'm not, actually. You don't like Kyle. I love Kyle. I think he's lazy. What? I, I do think he is lazy. No. Yeah. How so? Remember last season where he was in, he was doing the PJ party with the guests mm. and he's sitting down and having chats to them while everyone else is working around him? That's because he was, like, into that guy. He just wanted to be around him. I don't think it was that he's lazy. Oh, that was annoying too. I think he left, he went to bed with all the decos still up. He did, but it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, then how much time was he wasting? They need a minimum of amount of sleep. I get that, but was he really working with optimistically in his time. I think that Kyle is not scared. So someone else would have gone, I better clean this up because it's expected. Whereas Kyle is like, no, I can make a decision for myself and no, it's better for me to go to bed and we'll deal with it in the morning. He's ready to be a chief stew. That's what it is. And so he's taking liberties to make decisions that Toomey's obviously fine with. I think if it was anyone but Natalia who brought up that issue about Kyle leaving things up in the morning. Toomey wouldn't have immediately been like, oh, that's fine. 
I think maybe. she just wanted to disagree with Natalia and assert her dominance in that instance yeah. over Natalia. Whereas if Toomey got up at 6am and saw that mess, I think she'd be like, what the fuck were you doing last night that this wasn't done? Yeah. I mean, the guests did go to bed after 2.30. So he's got to wash dishes. Yeah. I, yeah. And he I did know. the dishes and left some stuff and left party decorations. I would rather someone wash the dishes and leave paper decorations than get rid of paper decorations and have a sink full of dishes. I don't know. What, what's he doing until 2.30? I get he has to be up with the guests, but yeah. is he pouring them a new drink every five minutes? Yeah. Duck downstairs, take something down, duck back up. What What is he doing? He's just having a chat to yeah, them. But you can't. You can't move the decorations until the guests are gone. But there wasn't there two levels of decorations. Like there was a whole table setting outside. I don't know. I think he's lazy. No, it was just it was just the pajama party decorations. That was I it. Don't know. I don't it would trust have taken fifteen minutes to clean it up. It's not that big a deal. I'm with Kyle. It's not that big a deal. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd be ripeable. Do you know what is a big deal? What that cheese board that the chef pulled out? Like I swear, did he get tips from Candace from Potomac? I am glad Toomey did not put that out. All I saw was cheese and um, celery. And cookies. Cheese, what celery and What is that combination? He's like, you can give them the cheese and cookies. Cheese and cookies? Yeah, uh, cheese and chocolate chip cookies? What about a cracker? Did you see Angie's? I wouldn't call it a charcuterie. It was more a meze. It was, it was like wogged out. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Angie knows how to fucking put on a charcuterie, a meze. Like it was proper. That's how my people do it. Yeah. I don't understand how it's so tough. When he said, I'll oh, bring out the cheese and cookies, I thought it must be an English thing. Like they must call, um, like, I was like, surely he, he means biscuits. Yeah. But no, then I saw the plate of cookies and I was like, in what world? Chocolate chip cookies, some Gouda and some celery sticks. Crazy. It was so unappetizing. It looked terrible. Yeah. I mean, I am so glad Timmy didn't put that out because those fucking guests love to complain. They would have torn that shit apart. They would have done a Mary Cosby. I'm not eating that. Yeah. God, yeah. Can you imagine the guests Mary are kind of cunts. <laughs> yeah, they're they're high maintenance. Well, she wants something grand. Like she rates the pasta a six, but it's like it's lunch. Yeah. You, it's quick lunch. I don't get why you are being so demanding straight away. Look, if the cheese board was better, I wouldn't have asked them. I just would have put it down and said, lunch today will be at three. Don't ask them and then complain about what they want. Either give it to them or do what they ask. True, true, true. I am kind of with Sheffy on this one. It's not the guest's fault to me. It's you either tell them when they're having lunch or yeah. or do what they ask. Like you can't have it both ways. So Yeah, you can't blame the guests. But, I mean, this episode was all about Toomey and Natalia fighting. I mean, I loved it. And Chef was collateral damage yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. And there's not much more to tell. Obviously, Captain gets involved next episode, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and I am shocked she wasn't in that galley already. Yeah. You know she loves to hover. I was like, was she busy up there, like, inspecting the new French guy's paperwork or something? Maybe. What do you think of the new French guy? Uh, well, the half of what I understand he's saying, I think he's a hoot. I don't understand how it's hard to understand. It's not just I'm not hearing the words. I'm hearing the words, but they don't make sense. That is true. Was he saying he's Godzilla with a beret? <laughs> was, that, was that the image that came up? I yeah, was so yeah, lost. yeah, that was hilarious. He's just saying he's feisty. I, I love the way he talks. Oh. I just don't know what he's saying. Okay. Yes. He does sort of, he tries to speak in analogy or simile, but they're not translating. I think that's what it is. I think he's thinking uh, in French and translating in English and the analogies and similes are not making sense in English. Right. Yeah. But he's definitely OTT. But then we see next time that, is it not Laura, the other one? I can't tell them apart yet. Yeah. 
the South African one, she thinks he's lazy. Yeah. Oh, it's, and the other one's the one that was like, I want to be on a tugboat. Tugboats are more exciting. And I was like, what? Pick up a pick up a fucking chamois and do something, doll. This is what I'm saying. She thinks that Max is lazy, but then she's got another mate who basically says there's nothing to do but clean and I don't clean. Well, you're going to have to. How are you not calling her lazy? Maybe she's just complaining, but she's doing the cleaning. So I'll put up with that. Maybe. I don't know what's going on, but I'm enjoying Maybe. it. Me too, me too. So Real Housewives of Sydney, it's back after like six years. Yes. What were your initial thoughts on that first episode? Um, quite a few of them were performative. I don't enjoy that. Like Chrissy and Nicole are back. Yeah. They were always performative. These two are mates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're related by marriage and they have that whole, oh, yes, we're eastern suburbs, darling. We're fabulous. It's like... Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you're fabulous. I'll tell you if you're fabulous. And then <laughs> yeah. they're not fabulous. They're annoying. I don't like yeah. them. They're annoying. This Kate, the Bondi vet, I um, like this one. Yeah, I me think. too. I think I like her. She's a bit more yeah. real and I bet you she's got fucking more money than those other two fuckers put together. Uh-huh. Okay, this Sally, who's apparently super famous, I don't know who the fuck she is. I've never seen her in my life. What's her deal? Which one was she? I had to Google her. She was a presenter on a morning TV show. I don't watch peasant TV. I have no idea. But <laughs> she doesn't bother me yet. What do you think? Yeah. I couldn't remember which one she is. She's one of the blonde ones. Oh, great. Is she, oh, is she the one that was like, I have my, I'm the only, one of the only three women in Double Bay who have my own nose, my own lips, my own tits. Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. I thought that was Victoria, the one with the long hair that lived next door to the she, $38 she, million dollar house. She was making me laugh. I think she's going to – I'm going to hate her, but she was making me laugh. The Victoria. Yeah, she, yeah. I, I'm going to hate her too. She's so up herself it's not funny. Again, yeah. it's another one. Don't tell me how fabulous you are. I will tell you if you're fabulous. Right, right. When someone's like, I'm fabulous, it's like, well, you fucking better be. Otherwise, <laughs> then you're zero fabulosity. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. What do you think of this um, Caroline, the one born in Prague, the one that was called a porn star? <laughs> Do we are we are we confident she's not a porn star? <laughs> like, Why? Because she's from the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> no, because Nathan. of those giant tits and her face and like her personality. Yeah, look, I have to say there is, and having her eyes pulled back so far that her eyebrows are like halfway up her scalp. Mm-hmm. Well, if we wanted to call a stereotype, she does fit the stereotype. I'm not gonna lie, Chrissy wasn't wrong. No, I love how. Is it Kate Bondi vet? Was it Bondi vet Kate? Yeah. Who's the Bondi vet? Yeah, Kate. Yeah. Anyway, she got played because the prostitute or whatever her <gasps> name was, <a> stripper, <laughs> stripper. What, what did they call a stripper? <laughs> I don't know. Porn stripper star one. is a little bit different to a porn prostitute. star. Porn star. So yeah, she Kate brought it up, being like, "I heard you were calling her her a porn star," and then the porn star one was like, "I actually don't mind," like in the group setting, <laughs> and she spun it, and so now the other one looks like cra- like a crazy. Well, why person. did she bring it up? It wasn't her fight to bring up. She just doesn't like Chrissy Marsh, and she did throw light shade when she said she used to be a client. So it's like obviously you oh, don't yeah. like her. And they're pretending not to know each other? Yes. Well, so Chrissy's funny. pretending not to know her. So my guess is she came in with a dog and she basically said, yeah, we don't want her business anymore. I want to know if there's a story there. Stop bringing up Caroline's story. I want to know why you hate this woman. You uh-huh. tell me why you hate her because I'm i not a fan yeah. either. That is so funny for Chrissy to be like, oh, I, I've never met her before. <laughs> like, 
But also to say, I would never call someone a porn star. That's not something I would say. It's like, so you're basically calling this woman a liar. (laughs) It's great. Maybe just say, I'm so sorry if I said that. It was a stupid thing to say and leave it at that. Hmm. I think it's going to be good. I hope so. I like that it seems like it's going to be less negative than season one. Season one was a bit hard. Yeah, but we didn't know that from the first episode of season one, did we? No. Well, yeah, she threw th- she threw Athena's cape in the ocean. <laughs> With that Pauline Hanson One Nation lady. Fuck, she was yeah. a train wreck. She was fucking Oh, crazy. yeah, she picked up someone's pashmina and chucked it in the sea. Yeah. It was pretty negative from the jump. Looked like netting. That's right. Yeah, so she said it belongs. It belongs in the sea. Okay, that's fucking funny. <laughs> I did notice a lot of Birkin bags. Like, yeah. okay, I get it, you're rich. That's the whole point uh-huh. of this show. That whole, like, trying to prove, oh, we're really actually rich. It's like, I don't need to mm-hmm. see that. Like, whisper your wealth, but also give me a closet tour. Fuck, you can't please me. <laughs> yes, wasn't that that one we think we were not going to like? She's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about how rich, how, how expensive my place is. Like, we're not going to go there. But next door did sell for $38 million. It's like, well, so you just went there. Yeah, exactly. I did like that. <laughs> I did like that. But I honest, I don't know if I love her. She she made me eye roll at her. But I think she, well, in the previews, I think she's the one that's going to wear a fur coat to oh. uh, like an animal conservation like tour. So I think I'm going to hate her. Well, yeah, I think definitely I'm going to hate her too. But it's not a bad first episode. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an intro episode. We'll see. I already yeah. like some people and I already don't like the ones that were on it before. So, And Nicole's doing an Arabian Nights party. Didn't she do that season one? i, I got to tell you, I don't have much memory of this Nicole and this Chrissy. Nicole thinks she's Miss Etiquette. She thinks she always does uh. the most appropriate thing. And Chrissy's always the one that says shit without thinking and gets in trouble because it's not funny, it's kind of mean. Yeah, we'll see. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Has any news broken? Heather Gay claps back at Mary Cosby body shaming. Oh, yeah. And never take heat from someone who is married to their step-grandfather. Oh, shots fired. Lisa from Miami, her and her boyfriend have a run-in with Lenny's ex during a date night. Okay. I mean, what kind of run-in? Was there screaming or did they just see each other? Let me click on the article. They were at Prime 112 on Saturday night. Oh, they just walked into the same restaurant. Oh. That's it. There was nothing. I mean, the fact that they were all in the same restaurant is fucking orkies as fuck. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Other people were wondering if a scene would happen towards the end of the meal as Lisa had to walk by Lenny's table to exit the restaurant, but nothing was said. Could you imagine being in a restaurant with your kid's other parent and not acknowledging them? Awkward as fuck. Apparently Denise Richards and her daughter collabed on OnlyFans. Whatever. What do you think of that? That sounds gross. Yeah. I'm sure in context it's not that bad, but just that sentence I was like, ugh. Yeah, it does sound gross, yeah. Oh, okay, so Mary Cosby body shamed Heather. You you know how in the confessional Heather was wearing that Gucci outfit, the corset? And Mary apparently says, I've never seen a corset in size 14. Yeah. Oh, did she say that? On Watch What Happens Happens Live, yeah. Oh, okay, I did have a theory about Mary and I didn't know if I should share it, so you tell me if I should cut it out. Okay. I think Mary has an eating disorder because she has such issue with food and she talks about food like it's disgusting and yet when she can't help it, she chows down on takeout. I haven't eaten all day. I need to eat something. Fuck it. I'll eat a burger. Yeah. That is was her attitude on Watch What Happens Live. Oh. As soon as 
Ziwei brought out the, the fillet of fish, she was disgusted and embarrassed. I knew someone like that who would always gross out at food and then we'd mm. get to like two in the morning after being together all day and they would go to the Maccas and eat three burgers yeah. and some fries. So she might not have an eating disorder. She's just got a complicated relationship with food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and who doesn't? Is it my business? No. I just don't like the fact that she calls food disgusting. I was raised with those kind of parents who you didn't waste any food and it was, yeah. you know, don't play with your food, like have respect for it. You know, my grandmother grew up in World War II. Like she went without food many, yeah. many times. So like I, I had to have a respectful attitude towards food. Like you didn't let food spoil. Yeah. That was a sin. So I just, I find Mary's attitude towards food very uncomfortable. Or it could just be Mary is a completely unhinged person and nothing she does is normal. That like, is you know true. what I mean? Like not saying anything's normal, blah, 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 but she is a, she's a crazy person. <laughs> she is fucking odd. And the thing is we're laughing at her, but she's a mean bitch. <gasps> she's awful. She's awful. Like, again, I wouldn't want to be around her in real life. I don't know why we're condoning her. But I guess it's just shocking. We're laughing at the shock value of it all. And no one mm -hmm. around her seems to be particularly hurt by her because they're kind of having the same reaction that we are. Like you saw Monica was just like, I kind of love her, even though she's a bitch to Monica. I think in the back of their heads, they're like, yeah, she's married to her stepfather, like or step-grandfather. Yeah. Like, and she is a culty well, Am I really going to take her seriously? Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm feeling guilty if I enjoy Mary. We didn't cast her. No, that's true. If we had casting control, the, these shows would be very different. <laughs> it's true. So Raquel is apparently, or Rachel, whatever, is selling her lightning bolt necklace and donating the proceeds to a mental health charity. I can't with this woman. I know. I'm ready to let her go to greener pastures. Stop trying to be relevant. So we'll stop making fun of you if you just go away. That'll be a happy medium. I saw an article the other day that Kyle and her girlfriend... So she was wearing the same jeans that the girlfriend's always being photographed in. So people think she is literally wearing her actual jeans. Now Kyle's going to be showing up to reunion in jeans. We need to draw the line. I can't. It's true. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, lovey. Let's leave it there then. All righty. Thanks for the chat. God, I feel so jazzed by that. I can just go and walk on air all day now that I've gotten all our feelings out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of bravo. It's a lot of great bravo. I know. It's true. I'm all enjoying. Right. All right. Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye. Bye, Chino.